Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What Happens in the Woods is a true crime podcast. We discuss events that are often violent in nature. Listener's discretion is advised. A special thank you to our listener, Adina who suggested this case to us on Instagram. We always love to hear from you all, and we welcome any case suggestions. Online dating is such a common thing in 2021. It's hard to imagine a time when it wasn't present on the internet. Nowadays, you can find any mate you may possibly fancy, any gender, any type of relationship, and even any fetish. Sites pop up frequently, promising that you'll find the match of your dreams and solve all of your dating woes. The problem is, as it is always with anything on the internet, what you see isn't what you get. Stories abound to people who have been tricked online. We've even coined a term for it. We've all heard of catfishing. We've all seen the show on MTV. The online world is a strange mixture of fantasy and reality. You may never know which of these you'll get. In the case of online dating, you know as much as what you've been told. People share what they want you to know. They keep the rest, even their true identities, to themselves. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Our episode this week covers a high-profile crime that sent waves of shock through the online dating community. Sadly, this isn't an isolated case, but it is one that should serve as a warning to anyone who uses the internet for finding love or any other reason. People lie online, and they sometimes don't know who they hurt while doing it. Sometimes they fully know who they will hurt, and they do it anyway. This is True Crime Podcast, What Happens in the Woods, with your host, Justin Bryce. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome back. You've made it to episode five. We are halfway through our season. Bryce is back with us for this one. Hi, Bryce. Hello. Are you happy to be back? Hello. (laughs) Are you happy to be back and in charge? Hello. Yes. (laughs) You 
torture me with this shit sometimes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back. Thanks. I missed you. What do you need? Nothing. I missed you. What are you buttering me up for? Nothing at all. Right. Nothing at all. I I missed you. I I missed you too. No, you didn't. I did. <laughs> all right. Any updates? Yes. And what's that? Uh, UK. UK is in the lead outside of the United States. Wow. Where did Denmark go? I don't know. Hmm. They left the building. We, we ran our our stint there. Yeah. We're done. Any other updates? Oh, we have a guest this week. Yay! We love guests. Yes. It is my sister Elizabeth, but I'll be referring to her as Bit. That's what yeah. we call her. Yes. Hello. Hello, Bit. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for doing this with us. I know you didn't have a choice. Of course. <laughs> you were told. You were volunteered to do it. I just do as I'm told. That's yeah. that's what comes with being the youngest sibling. Yes. I mean, kind of. Yeah, you are kind of in that position. But Elizabeth is a is a every every episode listener. Yes. Uh, I just thought that she would like to be part of one. Yeah. And didn't give her a yeah. choice not to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when like we first had gotten I maybe like on the third or fourth episode and you sent me a message, you're like, um, I'd like my episode this week, please. And I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> it's yeah. not every week. Well, Oh, well, it was when because you guys switched to like going to like every other week to doing the episodes. And so I was like, um, excuse me. No, <laughs> don't. I don't like this. I need this because I was, you know, I was driving so much. So I would listen to you guys in the car. That's fun. I, yeah. it. I just thought that was funny. I was like, um, I didn't know you were listening and <laughs> I'll get right on that. I'm sorry. Always support the family. Yes. Um, so, okay. So I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So I know, I mean, you listen to us, but are you really into true crime? Not really. No, no. I mean, it's just our voices. It's it's your, I don't really, so podcasts are kind of weird for me still. Like I'm still trying to like, like them. Um, (laughs) I think it's more just because I don't have like the, the connection with the person who's talking. So I'm like, why do I want to listen to them talk? Like, I don't care about these people. Sure. Um, but with you guys, I like I told Bryce, like, I like listening to your guys' banter because I know you guys. And so I like I know the facial expressions <laughs> you're making, Jessica, when Bryce says something dumb. And I'm just like, it's it's fucking hilarious. Oh jeez. But uh, yeah. Well, I know I know the boat you're in because you're commuting. And that's how I got into podcasts, because you'd only listen to music so many times. And then I'm like, um, let's let's try podcasts. Yeah, I have the same like few playlists that I listen to and yes. shuffle through, but it's just like I, I can't. You've I can't shuffled them it. all to death, right? Yeah, and I like try and add new things in there, and then I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. It's mm-hmm. not. I don't. Mm, Do you no. skip to the song you want to hear? Yes, <laughs> but I I skip to the song that I want to hear, but I don't know what song I want to hear. So right. I but, just but it's I can be a familiar up- song. Like yeah, I can end up you. just skipping for like, I don't know, like an hour. So I when I when I was commuting, I got desperate and I was like, 
I would shuffle them, but I would skip shuffle to the song I wanted to hear. That's how dumb I was getting. I was like, oh my God. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're going to jump into our case. You guys ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. So this week we're going to be discussing a pretty um, well-known case. It it was like internationally known. It's a local cautionary tale of how wrong online dating can get. Okay. Yeah, how bad it can go. All right. So on April 9th, 2016, around 4 p.m. in the quiet neighborhood of the Central District in Seattle, one man was coming home from a trip out of town. He was out of town for like three days. He comes home. He's doing the usual stuff. You know, you've been gone for a few days. He's checking the house. He's um, unpacking the car, checking the property. He brings in his garbage and recycling cans from the street. And he notices pretty much right off the bat Something's not right in the recycling can. It felt like it hadn't been emptied at all. Okay. He opens it, and inside there are three garbage bags. They're definitely filled with something. And in one bag, he thinks he can make out a human face. In another, he thinks a foot. He would describe them as professionally packed, um, meaning they were wrapped. <laughs> I don't know any professional packers, so, human packers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, that's just kind of what he threw out there. You can listen to like some of the 911 call was like that they were wrapped, not just placed in the bag and then not tied at the top. They were oh. like wrapped. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's disturbing. I mean, as you would think he's, He's kind of like, what the fuck? Quickly, you know, gets away from it, calls 911, as you would. A a police car arrives. They just put a little cut into one bag. They confirm it is indeed human body parts. Okay. So eventually the King County Medical Examiner would find not only a lower portion of a leg and a foot, but there was also a human head and an entire arm as well. Because of the condition of the remains, they know that this is a pretty recent crime. Mm-hmm. And detectives start going through reports like missing persons, any suspected, um, you know, murders, anything that's been reported within the last few days. Yeah. They try to get an identity. They um, actually do end up getting a, a not confirmed because they are going to go through like, you know, DNA and, and actual com- confirmation of body. But there is a missing persons report that had just been placed hours earlier in the day of a person named Ingrid Line, who um, had been reported missing by her family in the nearby city of Renton. Mm -hmm. So Ingrid was a very hardworking mother to three young daughters. She was divorced. Um, She was a nurse at a Seattle area hospital. She was last seen on April 8th by witnesses. So just the day prior. Oh, she at Seattle Grace. (laughs) <laughs> no. no and okay. i'm still trying to figure out what hospital that they i don't know model that after i i don't see any hospitals in this area that look like that and i'm trying to figure mm-hmm. it out and i honestly i think it's computer generated did she know point. it was did she know mcdreamy i don't think she knew mcdreamy did she know mcsneezy that's not his name 
Yes. <laughs> it's based in Seattle. My mom was like super into that show. Yeah, I watched it up until pretty much they killed off like all of the original cast or they left and mm-hmm. they kept bringing in these people that I just couldn't. I like you should have ended the show if you're going to fucking kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. Let it go. But yeah, I think they're like in their 19th season right now. Oh. I know. I'm like that's that's is long. I don't think they're doing what they need to be doing with that show. Anyways, you should not speak of things that you don't know, however. Okay. Because you didn't watch it. Okay. Okay. Just talk shit about McSteamy and McDreamy. And McSneezy. And McSneezy. And McGrumpy. <laughs> okay. What are these, the seven dwarves? Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. So okay. I'm moving on. Okay. So she, like I said, was last seen April 8th. Um, the children were with their father that night and they were due to return home to her in the morning on the 9th. But her ex-husband shows up. They, um, you know, had planned for him to come drop the girls off at about 10 a.m. Ingrid's not answering the door. She's not answering her phone and her car is gone. So he's pretty worried. Um, This is, you know, out of character for her. It's unlike her. Yeah. She would have never like changed plans without communicating to him. They were divorced for about three years at this point, but they had a good relationship. So he calls Ingrid's mom to see if she knows anything. And she lives pretty close by. She's clueless as to why Ingrid wouldn't be home. She rushes over. Um, she rushes, she rushes over to the house with her spare key and they enter to find no Ingrid, but her purse and her phone are there. So keep in mind the car is gone. Mm-hmm. So if she's out of the house. She has no purse. She has no money. She has no license. Yeah. From their accounts and like just a quick look through, the house looks pretty much like it should. They can't see anything. Nothing uh, disturbed, no, no struggle, no. No. No robbery. Don't, don't see it. No, no robbery. Like her laptop's there, her phone's there, her purse and her wallet are there. Can't see where anything is out of the ordinary. So immediately they call 911. They report the 40-year-old Ingrid missing to the Renton Police Department. Thankfully, the police department didn't try to delay shit. They actually sent somebody over right away. They start to like verify Ingrid's last contact with family and friends. And it's discovered that she was at a Mariners baseball game the night before on a date. Her computer actually had like the website still up for where she had purchased the tickets. It confirmed two tickets were purchased for the game. That um, so Friday, April eighth at seven ten p.m. was the game. Okay. So this is also confirmed by a friend who states that she got a text from Ingrid that was about ten thirty p.m. that night that she was on a date, and that's pretty much the last known contact with friends or family anyone has with her outside of this unknown date. So her mom doesn't know who the person is that she would have been on a date with. Uh Her ex-husband doesn't know. So then we get to Sunday, April 10th. Detectives are able to do a search of Ingrid's home after petitioning the courts for permission to enter her home. Again, the house is pretty much intact. They begin processing things, but they're not coming up with much until they reach the bathroom. There they would find uh, remnants of the crime that had taken place just a little over 24 hours earlier. So they found a 15-inch pruning saw 
which was obviously out of place. No, <laughs> I do lots of pruning in the bathroom. Yeah, I always keep on under the sink. <laughs> I don't want to know what you guys are doing then. What? Um, so they find the pruning saw is just leaning up against the bathtub, and um, they also find human tissue remains in the drain, and they were able to take multiple swabs of what looked like blood. And then in the kitchen, they also find what is pretty much an empty box of trash bags mm-hmm. that match the bags that the body parts were found in. So at this point, they do know that it's Ingrid. They're just trying to figure out what possibly happened to her and where. Okay. So that same day, they speak to Ingrid's mom, who's been doing some digging on her own into who the person was that Ingrid was dating, or at least who she went on that date with to the Mariners game. She and Ingrid shared a cell phone account. So she was able to pull up call records where a phone number with a 406 area code repeatedly showed up. Then uh, Ingrid's sister, who was definitely an online like detective, yeah. started doing lookup on who might be attached to the phone number. They connected to a Facebook account for a 37-year-old man by the name of John Charlton. And this mom reminds me of me because she immediately gets on the phone. She texts the phone number and she's like, hey, bitch, where's my daughter? (laughs) And (laughs) not in so many words, though. So um, you can actually read the conversation. I was able to look up the probable cause report with Seattle PD because while her remains were found in Seattle and the crime started in Renton, Seattle PD, actually those detectives took the lead on the investigation. Okay. So you can read bits and pieces online. However, what I read was the full document. It's not free. I'm going to link it anyways. I did pay for it, which... I got a lot of information from, so it wasn't a waste of money. But to anybody who wants to read it, there are plenty of of reports that you can read for free. So the exchange kind of goes as follows. She initially texts him. I'm not sure what, like, hi or, or, you know, who is this? He replies, my name is John. I thought she was with her kids today. The mom asks, when did you see her last? She's not here. Her phone is here, driver's license and purse, but she's not. Please respond. I've called 911. He obviously is in a panic and he replies with 911. What's going on? We went to the Mariners game last night. We didn't stay the night together because she has her kids today. Not sure what she has told you about me or our relationship. She replies back to him. She's missing. What time did you see her last? A police officer needs to speak with you. You may as well or you may be the last person who saw her. She gives him a phone number to contact a detective, which, side note, he never calls. What? Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So he goes silent after that. Um, Her last text message to him states, Uh, Please, John, did Ingrid say anything about someone coming to see her after you separated from from her last night? We can't find her car. We can't find her. As I said, her phone and ID and purse are still at the house, but she would never have left. Any hope would be appreciated. We are desperate. She would never go off and just leave her family. He never replies to any of that. So then Ingrid's mom gives all the info that she has on John to the detectives. Uh, When interviewing friends, they confirm that this is the same person that Ingrid had been dating for roughly a month or two after they met online through a dating website. 
they don't ever say like what website it is, but um, eventually I was able to figure out he was he's on like over five dating like he has five oh. dating profiles. <laughs> you said over five. I was like, I've never heard of that website. Oh no! <laughs> what the hell is over five? I don't know. It's a club for people who are on over, over five, five foot. <laughs> Hey, for people know, over five foot. There probably is some sort of date. There's so many dating websites now for everything. You can yeah. find everything. So Monday, April 11th, John Charlton is arrested and interviewed by SPD after being found staying with an ex-girlfriend in Lake Stevens. So that's about an hour north of Seattle. Turns out John is essentially homeless and he hasn't been very honest about himself or his dating profiles. And when we come back from the break, we will get into all of that and more. Boo. Sorry. <laughs> this is Wine, Dine, and Storytime. I'm Nydia. I'm Dana. I'm Cindy. And we're your hosts. Have you ruined a family gathering by asking what wine pairs well with eating a husband? Are you the CEO of TMI? Have you ever been kicked under the table because you brought up your favorite dinner topic, atrocities throughout history? Then this podcast is perfect for you. Each week, Dana and I share stories based on topics that include true crime, historical shenanigans, unexplained mysteries, and all things fascinating, while our amateur chef Cindy prepares themed dinners and pairs wines based on those topics. Find us, the Wine, Dine, and Storytime podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a follow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So John Charlton is arrested and he's being interviewed by two Seattle PD officers in regards to the disappearance and murder of Ingrid Line. He is read his rights. He's processed. You can actually watch part of the interview video on YouTube which I will, of course, link to. Um, for lack of better term, John's... I just The whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, he's hella sketch. He's yeah. just hella sketch. He is answering questions, but it, it's not like fully answering them. He'll mm -hmm. give like a little bit of information and then he'll ask them a question or he'll just kind of stop talking. He, like at one point, the detectives are asking him what his address is. Or, you know, where does his mail go? And he's like, where does my mail go? And she's like, yes, where does your mail go? Do you have a residence? Where are your belongings? Yeah. Instead of answering, he's like, what is, what is this about? What is this in relation to? And I'm like, what? they've already read you your fucking rights. You yeah. know what the hell you're there for. One thing to note as well is that he claims to have no injuries. Like he claims to be fine, but they've processed him. They've taken photos. Yeah. He clearly has scratches on his face and he's got like a busted lip. He also has scratches on his chest and an abrasion on his left hand. He has no explanation. Fight club. Cause he's not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> it's a raccoon. It was a raccoon. a raccoon. I mean, it could have been. Uh, so, you know, the detective politely explains you're here being questioned because they're searching for Ingrid. Like mm -hmm. we need to know what happened to Ingrid. 
and he gives them like a, a weird account of the evening. So all of this is in the probable cause report. John claims that Ingrid picked him up Friday afternoon in Seattle where he was working as a day laborer because he is homeless and doesn't have a job. Yeah. He states that he remembers being at the game with her. After that, he remembers going to a bar where his sister works. He drank a lot of alcohol and he claims that he just got so drunk that he doesn't remember much of what happened that night. So he's, he's drunk and he just doesn't know. How convenient. Very much. A good um, first date. Um, wasn't their first date. I think they'd been dating maybe like a month. It was pretty quick though. Like it was, mm. yeah. John thinks that they went back to Ingrid's house and he thinks that they had consensual sex. Consensual. Did I, what did I say? Consensual sex. They both <laughs> had sex. They both had sex. Co-sexual sex. Yes. <laughs> consensual sex. Got it. Yes. Um, but he can't be sure. Cause remember he's drunk and he just doesn't know. Um, but that's normally what they would do. At one point she's like, so what type of things would the detective ask him? What, like, what would you normally do on like your time that you spent with Ingrid? And he was like, adult things. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? What is adult things? Going to a casino is an adult thing. Yeah. He doing your taxes. Doing your taxes yeah. is an adult thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just, like he says shit, but it's, it doesn't answer anything and it, it makes him look stupid. This is all on the YouTube video. This, you can see oh, it on, wow. on some of the YouTube video. But the, it's not even the weirdest part. I'm getting to that. So he, like I said, he thinks that they had consensual sex. Mm -hmm. He can't be sure. That's what they normally would have done. So he's just assuming that they did it. Yeah. He tries to say that Ingrid was acting weird, but he, he just wasn't clear on what that meant. Like she just was acting off. Okay. And, but you're drunk, but you can't remember. So he goes on to say that he doesn't know how he left her house. He assumes that she gave him a ride to Seattle where he spent the night sleeping on the street. That's just what he thinks happened. Just drop me off anywhere. Well, because he woke up on the street in Seattle. What is he, the fucking Hulk? I don't know. I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I, I just out. woke up. Right. My clothes were torn. Right. Okay. So I, my my problem with that is they, they hook up and afterwards she's just going to drive in the middle of the night from Renton to, to Seattle and just let him pass out drunk on an, on the sidewalk. Maybe. She's a nurse. Oh. She's not doing that. Oh, yeah, I guess not. No. No. I mean, most nurses that I know are like compassionate and caring and they would not have let somebody who was potentially going to harm themselves or others just yeah. on the street. Like, I don't buy it. I just don't really get how you would like you hook up and then she's like, all right, let's give you a ride back and just get out of my car on the street. Like, nope, who does that? Nobody right. does that. I a hundred percent agree. I I was like, I don't fucking buy that at all. Especially if she like picks him up. I don't, I, she picked him up from where he was. She obviously like, I believe that she bought these tickets. That was what was shown on her computer. Yeah. She probably paid for most of the alcohol that they consumed. If she consumed any, he doesn't really mention any drinking that she did while they were out, but it's possible that they drink when they got back to her house. Yeah. It's, I just, I can't believe that she's going to be like, thanks for the sex. Let me drop you <laughs> off on the sidewalk. 
maybe hit it, was, it and quit it. Yeah. I, I just, to be honest, if it were me, yeah, I might, but I probably also would be like, I'm going to call you an Uber. You just tell them where you need to go <laughs> and I'll pay for it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not leaving my house right now. Yeah. That's me. I, I feel like she would not have acted in that way though. I don't, I don't, and I don't know her. Maybe, maybe this is right on point for her, but I just have a feeling that that's not anywhere how that would have gone down. So from there, he claims to have spent the past two nights at an ex-girlfriend's house where that's where they picked him up in Lake Stevens. At this point in the story, you're not sure how he made it to Lake Stevens. Like I said, it's about 45 minutes. Yeah. If he doesn't have a car, and he doesn't have much money. What did you do? Walk that? Told you he's the Hulk. <laughs> he, he did it in one, one leap, yeah. one, one jump. Maybe. So they mention the contact from Ingrid's mom to him. The detectives do over, you know, the text messages and her request for him to call like a detective. Like, hey, why didn't you reach out to us? You know that we were trying to reach you. She told you. He claims he didn't appreciate the aggressiveness of the messages and that he was put off by the contact from her and friends of Ingrid's asking him questions. So he opted not to reach out to anyone, even the police. Seems legit. I, I guess. Like, wouldn't you just think that would like make it worse for you? Like that just makes you look hella suspect. Like, nah, it'll, it'll go away. Just ignore it. <laughs> That's these, these people's mentality though, when they try to do that shit, like, Get, get away with things or, you know, lie so that you think that you are convincing the person you're lying to that you're telling the truth. They think they're going to get away with it. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. it's like cancer. If you just ignore it, it'll go away. Uh, I don't have a response to that. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck to say to that. Right. Uh, yikes. <laughs> okay. That's how he was treating it. It'll go away. Just ignore it. I... It's like I don't know that I would equate that to equate that to cancer. Maybe oh. like a pimple. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Or, or the <laughs> raccoons, like when Bit sees raccoons, just ignore it. It'll go away. <laughs> just ignore it. Okay. I okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move on now. So detectives try to press him for more details, but at this point he kind of changes his tune a little and he's like, yeah, I think I need a lawyer. Uh, Lawyered up. Yeah. So of course they have to, you know, put a pin in the conversation and they gather their things up. They leave the room and then he does something that leaves me completely speechless. He takes off jacket or sweatshirt that he had on, rolls it up. He puts it on the floor and he lays down on it for a nap. And he takes a nap. Well, he is used to sleeping on the street, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Gotta get a nap in when you can. Gotta get a nap where you can. You know what they say, though, like the guilty guys in jail are just, they sleep because they know they're caught. You know what I mean? I I guess. I don't know. It's just, I, my first thought when I saw that, I was like, oh, you know, he, he, I guess, knows the process and he knows it's going to be a minute, so might as well sleep. I guess you know because once they leave the room, you you got to go find like the public defender you to come. Call them and then, yeah. yeah, it does take a while, I guess. Right. So maybe I was like, okay, I guess he just knows what to expect, and he's gonna wait it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
And then I was thinking, that's actually a little scary that he was not worried in any way or he was, I mean, to go to sleep, you need to be either out of energy mm-hmm. or like worn down at, in, at, to some extent, right? Yeah, I know you don't know. But maybe his low blood sugars were low. <laughs> maybe his low blood sugars were low. Maybe. There's yeah. a lot of maybes here, but. Sorry, that's what. No, it's an inside joke. Yeah, that's what yeah. Hey Hey says. That's when she's Hayley tired, says. she says it's a. Uh, my low, low blood sugars yeah. are low. It's not just her blood sugar. It's her low blood sugars. <laughs> her low blood sugars are low. <laughs> she just, yeah. Or when she's like super hungry and she, or she thinks it's time to eat and she's super hungry. She'll be like, "My, I can feel my low blood sugars getting lower. You start saying that. You should. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been out in public and people have like turned their heads and like, oh my God, like is what's going on with her? <laughs> what? You know, I, I can't. I can't only imagine the amount of times we've been out in public and she said some shit and people turn around and look at us like, are you abusing your child or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of a cute thing that she says, but maybe, maybe that is what happened to him. Maybe, maybe. his look, I mean, he is homeless. I don't know the last time that he ate. I don't know. To me though, it was, it was kind of like sociopathic. Yeah. Like, Okay, they're done questioning me. Doesn't, you know, I I'm just going to roll over and take a nap. Never mind that I'm being questioned and arrested because somebody was murdered and dismembered. Yeah. It's fine. I'm just going to lay down and wait for my lawyer to get here. It just didn't set well with me. <laughs> you know, at first I was laughing. I was like, this jackass. And then I really thought about it and it just kind of That's kind of scary. It is. Uh-huh. So Detectives then get some, you know, while they're waiting for the public defender to show up, they start looking into, does he have any priors? What's going on with this guy? Yeah. It turns out he is no stranger to the process. He knew it was going to be a minute because he's been arrested and he has a criminal record in five other states. Jeez. Yeah. Don't you? What he's, a winner. He's the Hulk. He hitchhikes around. <laughs> you think I'm playing? <laughs> he's probably Dr. Banner. He's hitchhiking around the country. How do you think he got around five states? Okay, this mofo was not smart enough to be Dr. Banner. What? No. Oh. I said Dr. Boner. No. <laughs> no. I was like, what? what? Dr. Boner. That was a good, yeah. That's a good porn name. The Avengers I mean, bit. I'm sure he has like I'm sure he has like ex-girlfriends in all of these other states. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, you never know what his superpower is. We're talking about the Avengers, not the slut Avengers. I don't know what movies you're watching, bit. <laughs> I don't know. That's what you I knew I shouldn't have bought that movie from that guy who opened his jacket and was just like, hey, you want to watch the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> should have went to the movie theater. Yeah. Okay, so... So John, John has charges in 2006 for driving under the influence and misdemeanor battery. That Mm -hmm. is, uh, and also a separate DUI in 2009. Those are all in Idaho. His fine for the DUI went unpaid. So there was a warrant, but they never enforced the warrant. Yeah. Then in 2006, just after the driving under the influence in Idaho and the battery, 
he was convicted in Utah for aggravated robbery. So then he switched back to Idaho in 2009, switched back to Montana in 2009. He was convicted for felony theft. So he's just hopping back and forth between yeah. places. Then in Florida, John committed grand theft in the third degree and grand theft of motor vehicle. I don't know what years those were. So at some point, then he ends up in Washington. Okay. Yeah. So there are also some types of run-ins with, uh, in the California area. Mm-hmm. And they're not listed anywhere. So they, the other ones were listed when I was going through court documents because, you know, they will, they'll kind of go through and like give you a number based off, like they, they calculate your conviction based off of your priors. Yeah. They couldn't use any of those prior, like any of his prior criminal history because they did not equate to the same things in the Washington laws. Okay. So, it was listed, but none of it could be used. But they didn't list the, the run-ins that he had in California at all. It just states that he had them in the documents, not what they were. They might be sealed. I don't know. Well, I don't know why they would be sealed. I don't know. I, Maybe they I, were just like misdemeanor ones like jaywalking. Yeah, could could be simple, like just simple things. I'm not sure why they wouldn't be listed, but they weren't. So that same day, detectives speak with the ex-girlfriend who has a little bit of information. So she confirms that she let him stay at her house like a couple of times a week over the past year. So Mm. that's kind of been his residence. Okay. Yeah, but not, you know, it's infrequent. He was there the night of the 9th and the 10th. And he was supposed to be helping her the morning of the 9th. She had been texting him asking him where he was. He was supposed to come over and help her with yard work. He ended up texting her that, uh, quote, something had come up. So she picked him up from the bus station around 10.30 p.m. that night. So the night of the 9th, which would be the day after the murder. Okay. He, um, she, you know, was like, hey, you look beat up. Like, what the fuck happened to your face? And he says that he was robbed in Seattle. However, he still had his wallet when he was arrested. It was logged <laughs> into when he was taken yeah. into custody. It was logged into the you know, list that they keep of his possessions. So if he was robbed, she said it was only money because I know he had his wallet and they confirmed that because they have it too. Yeah. Yeah. So that evening, they also find Ingrid's car abandoned in Seattle, like not far from where he claims that she left him to sleep on the sidewalk. Okay. When all is said and done, John is charged with first degree murder and theft of a motor vehicle. And that's on uh, April 13th of 2016. His initial plea is not guilty to the charges. Right. And I don't know how he was going to explain away that she just left her car and abandoned it in Seattle. And then where is she now? Now she's been dismembered and they're finding her in recycling bins. There's no explanation there whatsoever. How do you know how far that was? Um, like the recycle bins from her house or no, I don't know from her house. Well, the recycle bins were in Seattle, oh, like okay. in, yeah. And Renton is what, where she lived, where she lived. It's yeah. about what? 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, his initial plea, not guilty, but they set bail at $2 million in light of his criminal history. They kind of peg him as a flight risk. Yeah. 
I also kind of found it interesting and there's no documentation or, or explanation given. They charged him with premeditated murder. First degree is premeditated. You intended to do it. Huh. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, it's unclear like what evidence they had that linked him directly. And I, again, I don't know why they did that, but yeah, as far as I can tell, they didn't have any other suspects. It wasn't like he did it before or even, you know, or maybe he did. I don't know. When they found the car, did they like check the car for like, I don't know, like residue or anything like that from like the bags? Um, so yeah, they did find, um, and not to be definitely don't want to make light of the situation, but he put her torso in a cooler and then the rest of the body was placed in these bags and wrapped up and he definitely used her car to take them to different places. Okay. So it wasn't just like one location. No. So they, you know, were able to get evidence from that car. Mm-hmm. But he had already admitted that he he was in the car, so his fingerprints on on things wouldn't necessarily be out of place. I'm not sure what else they would have found, but yeah, they they were confident enough to charge him with you know premeditated murder. I was thinking they would have gone with second degree. Yeah, I don't know, especially since he's claiming he was so drunk. Yeah, I don't know how they came came. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Of course, you know, the news takes hold of all this. It's reported. I mean, not only is every station like media outlet in the Washington area, you can find reports on all of that to this day. But it's in Idaho, in Montana, Utah, where all these places where he was previously arrested, Florida, England. England. Yeah. Um, It was there, too. He wasn't there, but they took it and they, you know, all of these things are like online dating gone wrong. And, and it started this whole spew of, you know, is this safe? Should you be doing this? Can you believe people online? How to protect yourself if you're going on these dates? It, it just exploded with all of these like media outlets around the world cautioning for people who do, you know, online dating. So then there's this weird story that comes out that his parents had previously put a restraining order uh, out on him. That was in 2006. They later called it off. But according to them, he got drunk. He became verbally abusive. He threatened his mother by taking the uh, DVD movie Hannibal out of the off the shelf, placed it in front of her and, and was like, you should beware. Like threatening her like he was going to eat her is what they're trying to infer. That's weird. It was. I was just like, what the fuck is, I, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. It so, just seems weird. So, it's so subliminal though. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I. It just seemed very, I don't, it's just one of those tales like, you know, you, you want to have a, a new story. Mm-hmm. So you're going to talk about anything possibly that could have yeah. been out of the ordinary. And it was just, it was a weird thing for, I felt like his parents were like, oh yeah. And he threatened his mother one time we had to, we almost got a restraining order on him. <laughs> he pulled out a movie and yeah. put it in front of her. 
Well, it was Hannibal. Maybe it wasn't he was like it was Dumbo. It. Okay, maybe he's just saying watch it. I'm going to pull my ears out and fly on you. <laughs> there's, no, you... there's really something wrong with you. What? <laughs> I, my low blood sugars are low. <laughs> I don't know. So Info also came out because, of course, everybody and their brother is looking at him. And it uh, there was a lot because, like I said, he was on different dating profiles. So some of the profiles include Zeusk, OkCupid, and Plenty of Fish. I don't know which one he met Ingrid on. They That's not really clear. And the, mm-hmm. even the police don't really know. What about the Over 5 website? <laughs> no? That's, okay. that's your website. Oh, I'm going to need you to start that. Okay. <laughs> we could be making money from these people who want to date online. It would cater to mostly Filipinos. Not well, a lot of them are it? over five foot. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? So for Filipinos who are not five feet to find people who are over five feet? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oberpibe is what it's called. Oberpibe. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to do with you today. <laughs> I don't I just don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling off. Are you? Yeah, you're. I don't have mm-hmm. responses. Uh-huh. I don't know what to do. Yeah, okay. you should watch this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but here's this movie. Watch it. Beware. <laughs> Beware. Beware. Um. So his online info was not very accurate. Uh, a couple of them. He said he graduated from high school in Auburn, Washington. He's from Idaho. Okay. He didn't go to high school out here. Um, he claims to be on the sites to make friends and, you know, date, but he doesn't want anything serious. On Plenty of Fish, he claims, quote, I'm not here for dating, only friendships. This is not a scam to get laid either. If you have to fucking say it's not a scam to get laid, you're it's a scam to get laid. Yeah. It's, it's why, why are stupid. you on a dating website if you're not trying to date? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm here for friendships, See? not dating. There, we just invented a new one. Just friends.com. I think, I think that is a thing already. Yeah. I hate you guys. Sorry. Stop poo-pooing <laughs> on my can... ideas. <laughs> no, it's like you like, I think it's like you sign up for it and you like, like groups of people will show up and like do like things together. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just, just friends. Just friends. Just friends. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Never mind that. I'm going to start the Filipino one. Just friends. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Nobody's going to know how to get to it. It's on over5.com. <laughs> There's a link. It's a link. <laughs> oh my God. So there are women who come forward who have dated him mm-hmm. saying that they felt he was weird and how lucky they were to have not been a victim. One even went on the Dr. Phil show. Oh God. Yeah. So authorities kind of quickly put out there that they didn't think that this was like him trying to be like a serial killer. Yeah. Cause people kept coming, like women kept coming forward and they're like, Oh my God, I could have been killed. Oh my God, I could have been killed. And they're like, we think this is an isolated incident. <laughs> yeah, He wasn't out there like serial dating to serial kill. Maybe. He that hadn't done it before and he had opportunity. He's the Hulk, man. He doesn't remember what he did the night before. <laughs> God. He, he didn't find the right flavor. Maybe. <laughs> So, yeah, they kind of put that out there, like, quickly. Like, 
we're looking into if he's involved in anything else, but we don't think we think this is an isolated incident. So there was a candlelight vigil set up um, by St. Matthew's Lutheran church in Renton that was held on Tuesday, April 12th for Ingrid. Um, There were friends, family, neighbors that showed up in front of her home. They were, you know, sharing love and support with the family. And, uh, you know, all jokes aside, like this is, horrific she had three young girls who were all under the age of 10 they you know have grown up without their mom the family's lost you know a valuable member of their family is it's just it's incredibly sad yeah so there was a gofundme that was set up and i believe it reached like over 200 something thousand dollars in support for her her daughters the family released a statement at that um, vigil thanking the police for their assistance in the work in the case. Because to be honest, this is one of the quickest cases I think that we've reported on. He, she was murdered, you know, early morning of the 9th. Her, some of her remains were found on the 9th. Uh-huh. And they had arrested him by the 13th. Mm-hmm. It's, what are you, what, what's your it- face? The guy just doesn't sound like a genius. You know what I mean? No, but the fact that they. It's like, what? I I saw her at the game. <laughs> That's all I know. Thing. Yes. I'm not saying that he eluded them in any way. I'm yeah. saying that because of the turn of it. What if the guy hadn't come home for a week yeah, well, yeah. and didn't find her, you know, remains in his recycling can? Yeah. What if the police wouldn't file a missing see, persons this is report where right away? The guy was a moron. He put him in multiple cans, which he just right. multiplied his, you know what I mean? Instead of putting it in one can in the whole city of Seattle, he put right. it in like five different ones. So he just increased his odds. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's true. Wait, five people could catch me. Let's do it that way. Right. I, I mean, and I then guess his, his police interviews. Well, yeah, when they, they got him. Where were you? Where, I don't know where my house is. Where's your house at? Yes. Where do you get your mail? Uh, uh, yeah. I want a lawyer. It's nap time. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's how that went down. I just, I I think it could have gone, I, I think it could have played out a little bit longer. Dr. Boner, you are a genius. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. So a week after the initial discovery, they did find more remains. So there was more body parts wrapped in garbage bags. That was in another recycling can that was just a couple of blocks away from the first. Then they found um, about two days after that at the actual recycling center in the Soto district in Seattle, Uh they found more. Unfortunately, there's still more remains that have not been found. Okay. Yeah. On April 27th, John was arraigned and the bail was increased to $5 million. Not sure why. There are records of several uh, continuances with the courts over the next few months. And then in this weird turn of events, he pled guilty to both charges on October 2nd of 2017. Because he had no way out there. Like they he found all no the body out. parts. They found the car. They found the, the bags, the pruning saw. Yeah. This dude is a genius. And there was no way out. Um, so his statement is simply that the intent to commit murder after he and Ingrid got back to her house, he strangled her until she died. And then he took her car to Seattle. No hair in the court documents. Does he go into the fact that he dismembered her 
in her own house. Yeah. Then wrapped her body parts in trash bags like Christmas presents and then placed the remains in different recycling cans in the Seattle area before he abandoned her car and then he passed out on the sidewalk. There's no motive given. Period. No, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, he know. just simply says, I killed her, and then I drove to Seattle. It's just weird. I'm guilty. He didn't even dispute the first-degree murder. He's just, yep, I'm guilty. I did it. Did he ever Did he ever tell them where, like, the other body parts were? Because he said that some of them weren't found, right? No, he never did. He probably didn't remember. He might that, not. Or that's where the, the Hannibal thing came in. <laughs> yeah, right. maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird, too, that they didn't um, make that a, a like a condition. Oh, like yeah. Like, you know, if gonna... you cooperate and tell us other things, that it might go better for you. Well, maybe they didn't have, because he just pled guilty, right? I, after like a year and a half, though. Yeah, he's like, okay, I give up. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess. Okay, I quit. Yeah. On January 5th, 2018, John Charlton was sentenced to serve a total of 333 months for first-degree murder. That's about 27 years. That's it? That's the max that they could hit him with. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then six months for the car theft. It's concurrent. It's not even consecutive. Yeah. So at the same time, he's serving a little less than 28 years. Yeah. Plus, he gets benefit of time served. So he's been in there almost two years at that point. He is not eligible for a life sentence, even with his priors in the other states, because like I said, they didn't, the priors didn't equate to the same in Washington state. Yeah. So they couldn't utilize that essentially to make it a, a, a more strict sentence. Okay. So he, he wasn't eligible to do a life sentence. The judge, uh, Julie Spector, claimed she was sent numerous letters asking them, like, that the maximum sentence be given to John, essentially saying that he doesn't deserve to live and he should never get out. Yeah. Um, John was also able to read those letters. He, she shared them with him so that he read those letters. Um, you know, all these people that wrote into her and and you know, friends and family members, people that she knew in the community. Ingrid, you know, was well, really well liked. So people started writing into the judge and saying, you know, this was the type of person that Ingrid was. This guy should not go free. Please, yeah. you know, do your best to make sure that he is sentenced accordingly. John got to read those letters. So when sentencing him, she stated, quote, your crimes were and remain vicious and cruel beyond anyone's belief. Nothing can soften the cruelty with which you committed this murder. She wished that she could have put him in prison for life. In a statement made by Ingrid's ex-husband and the father of the three daughters, when he was addressing the court and John, he states, the defendant took something that weekend that didn't belong to him. He took a friend, a niece, a cousin, an auntie, a sister, a daughter, and a mother. He went on to say, when he walks, Ingrid won't. Several of the friends and family members also like were there and made statements for his part. in all of this, John had absolutely nothing to fucking say. He says, quote, there are no words that could alleviate the pain that I've caused for that. I'm truly sorry. That was his comment. That was it. Yeah. 
So his lawyers added that his addiction to drugs and alcohol have been an issue his entire life and led to his downfall, but that his addiction is not an excuse for what he did. And that is ultimately why he pled guilty. I, I don't know if I buy that, but sure. So unfortunately what I can't figure out is um, if he's eligible for parole at any point. I don't think so, man. That I don't think so either. But first was degree murder. I don't know that if you can get parole. I think you can. Maybe after twenty five. Well, I mean, maybe. Um, I also don't know where he is serving his prison sentence at. It's not listed anywhere. So I I can't even figure out if he's still in the state. He's probably in Walla Walla. I would think if they're going to send somebody that they, yeah, if they would send him anywhere, it would be Walla Walla. Yeah. But I, I can't find it. Which to me is weird. Like I, this can't be his first, like what you just don't. The, the dismembering of a body murder is one thing. Dismembering a body yeah. is a complete another. Oh yeah. And and what I found too with it, with all of the news and with all of the like articles that I could find on him, like even his prior record in the other states, there's no history. It's like he he just kind of shows up in 2006 and starts doing criminal activity. Don't know where he's from. Don't know what he did as a child. Uh, there's no there's no thing behind him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe he's, he has a mental disease. It, it's just deteriorating his brain. You know what I mean? I mean like if, that's yeah. the. Well, also alcohol and drugs will do that shit. I mean, they will. But yeah, isn't there usually like a progression though? Like you. Right. Yeah, because well, I mean, he's he's got caught for DUI. Then he got caught again, and then he's done some theft. He's done yeah, theft and battery. battery. Yeah, but, but you don't just jump from like, oh, I got a DUI. Oh, I got into a fight with somebody. I stole some shit. You don't just jump from that to like, oh, I'm going to murder this person and I'm yeah. going to dismember them. Like right. that, there's usually like, I don't want to be like, there's something in between. So yeah. I feel like right. there's like something, there's something missing from that. Yeah. No. And that, that was kind of the, the thing that bothered me. I think about all of this is that dismembering somebody is, it takes a long time. First of all. It's, you're not quickly just killing somebody yeah, and then but, walking and then away. What did that guy? It looked like it was professional. You know, it's like right. he has done that before. They never said he was a hunter. They never said Mm-mm. he was a sportsman. You know, no. so it's not like he practiced that way. I don't know. It's just that you know he did this. This can't be his first time. I mean, especially if he said he was so. like under the influence that night, like he had been drinking. Okay, you've been drinking, but how do you do all of this so professionally and like? You know, you cleaned up the mess. How do you, right. how do, you do that? Right, because they didn't find like a whole lot of blood in that bathroom. They found enough, but he obviously cleaned up after himself. Yeah. So you had presence of mind of what you were doing. You definitely weren't that drunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. There were a lot of um, points where you can't you you're no you know that something is missing but like there was no connection like i i don't know how you go from doing you know felony crimes but to go to murder yeah it, and none not of only them were, murder but well, then murder and dismembering 
I was going to say none of them were really violent, but that's not true. Battery. I mean, but that. That can mean a, a myriad of things. Though. But I mean, yeah, bar fights aren't like gang fights, you know, it's probably like a drunken brawl. Like, hey. Yeah. And it, it could have been as much. I mean. Did you say it was he got caught for robbery, too? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There was there was burglary. Oh, burglary. Mm-hmm. It's well, see. That's where they start. Burglars. Peeping Tom's. Right, but what? How do you how do you go from murdering is is not good? Obviously, we know this, but murdering and dismembering. No, no, no. I think Bit's right. Like, there's a step we're missing somewhere. Right. It just it if it's that, make that, sense. those California uh, those California cases that were like closed or sealed. Maybe. Right, because that's the only reason I could yeah. I could figure out why they their information would not be out there. Maybe it, that is the step we're missing because they are sealed. Maybe because a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of documents in this case that were sealed. Yeah. That I I could not look at. There was a few like the reason for the continuances. Some of that's sealed. He asked for them. They're they're there, but I you can't look at them. So I don't know why they were being put in there. Mm. May may I don't know. Maybe it was something relevant to the case that they can't release for a while. I don't know. Yeah, I do feel yeah that some something there. There's there's some kind of a connection or something that is being missed. But they did say that they were going to go back and look um, to see if there were any cases in this area. Mm-hmm. They of you know missing women that might be similar just, from like online dating. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just wondering like if they could look at his history on all those websites and see like if any of I'm those sure people could. are missing. I'm I'm sure that they could. Some of them have been deactivated, but it said that on um what's it called Mingle Two. <laughs> I yeah I don't know I I think that was the one Mingle Two that there's still like chat that you can view like women chatting. I don't know what mingle Two looks like. So apparently there was like chat that like other people, it's not just between you and the person that you're communicating with. It's just like chat rooms then. kind of thing. Yeah. So there was like still comments and stuff that it, like his account's been deactivated, but you can still see like the chat comments. I didn't, I didn't really feel confident enough that I wanted to get on a chat room. Yeah. I'll do research, but I'll only do so much. I'm not I'm not trying to get on a chat room. What? Sorry. You don't want to talk to people? Um, you know, I don't like people very much. <laughs> so no, I really wouldn't have much to say. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I do know though is that after he's released, he'll have thirty six months of probation that he'll have to serve. That's it. I mean, three years of probation after 20, almost 28 years of jail time. Yeah, but that's if he even served the full 28 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which I I couldn't find anywhere in the court documents where it stipulated whether he was eligible or not eligible for parole. I I do tend to think, though, that first degree murder, I, I don't know that you are eligible but then like the case last week in Oregon, the woman got off. She killed her kid after seven years. She got out in parole. Yeah. But she, I mean, that's, I don't know. You never got to hear from her again, which is good. No, I don't. We don't know where she went. She dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. It's changed her name. She changed her name. Yeah. But, it's probably the best thing. Well, I, yeah. 
But I mean, what if she went on to get married and have more children and, you know? Well, she didn't kill those children. That we know of. That you know of. She changed her name, so she could have done it. You guys could have done another case on her. Right? Maybe that's what Jessica's planning later on this year, like the finale. <laughs> she won't tell us, bit. No, I won't tell you. You're not to know. Okay. Only I know. I am the knowledge keeper. I'm going to ask Dr. Boner then. <laughs> you ask Dr. Boner, see what he says. Maybe He's not don't. knowledgeable in such things, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't know. I, this one was just disturbing. And of course, I mean, it, it leads to the question of nothing online is what you think it is. I mean, that's not really a question. That's a statement. Is, online is a lie. People buy, yeah, I mean, there's catfish, there's other, there's just all sorts of other things that come up that are, people are not who they say they are. No. And it's really a shame because, you know, people go on those websites really hoping for a relationship in most cases. Yeah. They don't know where else to go. They don't know where to, you know, the, the world has changed greatly. Oh, yeah. And you it's harder to find people in person than it used to be. Yeah. And so, you know, online dating seems like it should be a good idea. You can meet people in different areas, meet people you wouldn't normally even think that you're interested in and try to find a relationship. And, and this is the shit that you have to be wary of. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't mm-hmm. trust people. What is it? Bit swipe left. I've never actually been on any of those. So I don't know how any of them work. I I don't, don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have like five friends. And See, this is why I have younger, much... younger siblings. I have to ask you guys about apps. See, yeah, I don't, but I'm not. No, nah, I'm not the one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how that works. I'm, I'm the wrong sibling to ask. Oh. <laughs> you, you've got three others to okay. ask. All I do is work and sleep. She's not looking anyways. I didn't say she, maybe before, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. I just know from what I've, well, from what I've heard, I don't know. But from what I've heard, yeah, uh, they're all pretty much the same with the same group of people. Like you're you're going to run into the same people on oh. every app, on every, yeah. Like they, and they all, it all pretty much is like the same pool of people that you're trying to pull from i guess yeah you you think that you're gonna get like a different i don't know i had a friend one time that was on like three different apps and she was like you think you're gonna get better chances of meeting somebody you meet the same fucking people (laughs) yeah she was like i i don't know why i'm on three and she was paying for two i was like why are you paying for it at all go Go to the park and run into somebody. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, go just just go do stuff in person instead. Like, yeah. If you're uncomfortable meeting some meeting up with like people, then I don't really know what to tell you at that point. Then why are you on the dating site? You don't want to like yeah. meet anybody. Oh well, yeah, I don't know. It's and and maybe you know people go on there because they don't want to meet people. Maybe they just are comfortable online and they're fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's more common now to meet people that way, to meet people online. Yeah, mm-hmm. which to me is—I'm—I mean, I'm old. It just seems weird, but 
it really is a shame because you just don't know if you can trust those people. You don't even know if you can meet, trust people that you meet in person. Yeah. I mean, obviously this woman was a nurse and she probably knew that this guy was homeless. I'm going to assume because it sounded like he didn't pay for much. You know, maybe she was just trying to be his sugar mama. Maybe. And maybe that's all she wanted out of the relationship. And that's fine. I'm not judging that whatsoever. I, you know, you do what you're comfortable with, but I, even in person, did she get a vibe from him that he was fucking off is yeah. what I, I wish I, I knew. I don't know. Yeah. Cause there, there were women that came forward. There was like, yeah, he was fine to talk to online. But once I met him in person, he was weird. Something was off. Yeah. They could sense that something was off. So I don't know. But then, you know, what if he was so bad, the ex-girlfriend let him stay with her twice a week for a year. Yeah, but she's getting yard work out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a fair trade. Fair trade. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Lots of, of red flags, I guess, with that. Yeah. Like online dating and do you really know the people that, that you're talking to? Do you know anyone? I don't know anybody. <laughs> No. You never know people. You never know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Bet, for being with us on this one. Like, like you said, you didn't have a choice. Voluntold. Thanks, Bet. <laughs> you like those little buttons way too much. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. It's the perk of being on this board. <laughs> okay, sure. You say so. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and tuning in with us. We hope we um, shared an interesting story with you this time. Um, as always, we want to say be kind to one another and stay safe. Stay out of the damn woods. Stay out of the woods. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Say bye, bit. Bye. <laughs>